his emotional development. If I had to take inventory of like those lines of development, like we spoke about in Spiral Dynamics, emotional development is one that I'm more deficient in than others. Like I feel more cognitively developed than emotionally. And for me, that means focusing on that weak point, like focusing on emotions during sitting meditation, focusing on emotions throughout the day and focusing on developing my emotional body in, in full. Um, and frankly, I think that's the truth for a lot of people, like a lot of people. And I can't remember who it was that said this. I think maybe it was Paul Chek or it was Bruce, one of those strong types who is like, society is an emotional kindergarten right now. We're an emotional kindergarten. <laughs> and we don't quite know what it means to be emotionally healthy because it's such a rare thing. So the current approach to emotions for many in society is just try not to feel the bad ones and try to feel the good ones as often as possible. <laughs> it's sort of like a, I don't know, a kid walking through a toy store that's like grabbing at stuff off the shelves and knocking stuff over and throwing stuff back. It's a kindergarten development, you know? And we were passed down that sort of emotional program because that's what we saw. It's what we saw our parents doing and everybody else. You know, and we were told like, don't cry, don't be sad, don't feel bad. <laughs> Those are the sort of malfunctioning softwares that are running that we can begin to um, reprogram with this session and also just with various practices that we'll do. Um, does anybody remember, I think last year, we spoke about this sort of old Taoist philosophy that until you can move your emotions, like you, you can move your fingers, you're not fully human. <laughs> That's a pretty radical idea, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well that means none of us are. Okay, awesome. That means also that humanity has a lot more potential for development. Like we are much greater than we think we are. And emotional development is one of those sort of weak points that when built up, creates this cascading effect. It, it builds the whole system up. And there have been plenty of studies, maybe Mason and Colton are familiar, but like plenty of studies on emotional intelligence actually being a greater predictor of success than IQ. Success in, in the material domain, so in entrepreneurship or in climbing the ladder in a company, those that are, are the most successful typically correlate higher with emotional IQ or EQ, so to speak. There's been a ton of research on this over the years. So maybe as a quick group discussion, we won't do a breakout, but do, does anybody want to point out some of the problems that might arise from a sort of 
incomplete emotional development? Mm -hmm. I'd say just like resistance to kind of, you know, bad emotions. <laughs> yeah, resistance to suffering and pain. Yeah. And I mean, suffering and pain are kind of intrinsic to life, right? It's not avoidable, especially I'll say at the higher levels, like emotional intelligence is correlated with success in large part because success, meaning building great things, doing great things is super challenging emotionally. <laughs> the player that becomes known for hitting clutch shots is the one who can handle emotionally the pressure of taking clutch shots. To be a UFC fighter, what kind of emotional development do you think you need? Holy shit. The day leading up to the fight, like the weeks leading up to the fight, if you were told in three months you were gonna fight one of the best hand-to-hand -hand combat artists in the world in front of millions of people in your underwear, and you were gonna fight either for 25 minutes or until one of you went unconscious, how would you start to feel <laughs> over the next three months? How would you feel that day? How would you feel in the locker room making the walk out, walking into the arena with all these people? It's like, whoa, you know, like it's just high level, high levels of stress tolerance. So doing great things requires deep emotional development. That's why Elon has that famous quote about how entrepreneurship is like chewing glass and staring into the abyss. <laughs> And if you can't chew glass and stare into the abyss without freaking out, you know, it's pretty hard to survive in entrepreneurship over the long haul. So yeah, exactly. Resistance to pain, suffering. And as we emotionally develop and become less resistant to it, we can handle it better and do greater and greater things. Over here, yeah. Uh, I think undeveloped emotional capacity it's harder for you to connect with people as well, which is a huge disadvantage. Yeah, totally. Yeah, harder to connect with others, especially others that, like I said the other day, Ricardo comes alive when he sees somebody in pain that's gone through a similar background as, to him. And suffering creates empathy with others that are suffering so we can connect better and help people better for sure um, there was another over here was it Jackson um, like emotional reactivity or like overexpression like instability yeah instability reactivity just reacting to not feel our suffering which causes what yeah, poor actions, poor decisions. We can, someone said this, it's a little bit like, it's, it's a simple little saying, but it, you know, it's on the money, which is don't react, respond. I think Izzy said it, don't react, respond. And the difference between a response and a reaction is the emotional impulse that drives it. A reaction is the emotion getting a hold of you and causing you to act out. A response is emotional stability, clear-minded, 
respond in the best way you can come up with in the moment. Others? You suffer more. So like, basically, if you don't have that emotional development, your quality of life can't be as high with it. Shinzen talks about if you have 10 points of pain, but you have zero resistance to it, then the pain is only 10 points. Whereas if you have 10 points of resistance to it, then it multiplies to 100 units of pain. Yeah, I think we'll, I think that we'll speak about that exactly, that formula like suffering equals pain multiplied by resistance to pain. So if we're resisting our emotions, paradoxically, they hurt worse, <laughs> you know? Um, there's one over here. Yeah, I was going to say, you just make decisions out of fear and not out of, like, insight. Yeah, make decisions out of fear. So poor decision-making is caused by lack of emotional development. Mm-hmm. Well, trying to tie this lesson to our last one, you talked about the importance of emotions within creating our life, creating, you know, our dream, our vision, where we need to act out of gratitude, out of love, and, you know, have that emotional control going into that vision. So if your emotions are not strong and you're getting swayed side by side, you can't stay stable and aligned within that vision. And like Merrick just said, a lot of fearful decisions. When you go in and envision your life, it's all coming from a place of fear, which you said will reciprocate even more fear, um, rather than going with stability courage, gratitude, and love that will give you the life that you consciously desire. Yeah, and I'll even add to that that emotional development means being able to act skillfully not only when you feel courage, love, when you feel good, gratitude, so on, but being able to act skillfully when you feel afraid and not so great, you know? When you feel reactive, but you don't react, there's a measure of emotional development. When you can accomplish the goal when you don't feel good, to the same degree that you could accomplish it when you're feeling good, that requires a degree of emotional development. So it's the ability to Continue acting skillfully regardless of how you feel. That's a clear sign of emotional development. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass where you'll learn all of the fundamental principles of the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives, and it's completely free right now. So head over to deepgame.com, join us. Once again, it's totally free, and I will see you there.